Hi, welcome. This is Rebecca Saltzman from Balagon Begone Personal Organization. Welcome to Organizational Journey Part 2, Lecture 2. I'm excited to have you here today. Um, I have gotten some really great and interesting voicemails, but ironically, they're all really, really similar questions. Uh, so I'm not going to single out anybody who asked me, um, but the overwhelming questions were, what do I do with my kids' clothes after they're done with them? Now, funnily enough, this question is probably my most frequently asked question. Uh, everybody wants to know. So it's a great topic, clothing, kids' clothing in particular. Let's, let's discuss it a little bit. Um, the first thing is, is I want to talk about how, how many sets of clothes do your kids really need? So think about this. If for, for each person, the number is different, but, but let's really break it down and think it through. Um, for me, uh, my kids wear a school shirt, um, and they, and well, my boys wear, wear the pants and, uh, they have like a few extra shirts that they can change into for days that they are not, uh, in school and, and then they have Shabbos. So, so we have, uh, here in Israel, we have six days a week of school. Um, so they need a minimum of six shirts. Uh, on Rosh Chodesh, they need to wear white. So because it's white, we have three shirts. So I, th I think each of my boys has seven shirts plus three white shirts for school. Uh, they have uh, six pairs of pants, one for each day, so I can do the laundry. Um, and then they have uh, two outfits for Shabbos. Uh, they each have one. Uh, actually, this year they have two Shabbos sweaters um, and... Uh, you know, socks and underwear and, and all that kind of thing. My daughter, she's a little bit more of a fashionista. She wants to have more, see more, do more, coordinate more, change her outfits. She also has to wear a school shirt. She has the same thing, except she has two white shirts because she keeps her shirts a little bit cleaner. And she has seven uh, regular I mean, six regular weekday shirts for school. She has a few other pieces of clothing extra. She wears leggings under her skirts. Um, so she has, she, has, um, she has two types of leggings. She has the super warm leggings and she has the lighter leggings once it uh, gets a little bit warmer here. Um, so she has six pairs of each of those. Um, as soon as she grows out of the six of them, I pass them out. Um, I only have three kids. So for me, it's a little bit easier. My boys now actually wear the same size. So I have nothing to save and hold on to. Um, but, but the point of this discussion is really what is important to us? How many, what's the number? How many things do we really need? I imagine that most of you, especially when you have larger families, are running your washing machine every day. You may even have two washing machines. Um, if you're running it every day anyways, how many clothes do you really need? If you have less clothes, it's less to put away. It's less to organize. You don't have to worry about the piles falling over. You don't have to worry about if they're actually folded. You don't have to worry so much about if you have enough room. A smaller dresser for each child will be sufficient because you have less. It's not overstuffed. Children starting at age four even, four, five, six, they're capable of putting their own clothing away at that age. And it makes it a lot easier for them if they have less to put away and they don't have to worry about their drawers being overstuffed. 
So it's, it's definitely an issue. Um, but let's talk about saving from one child to the next, because a lot of times there is stuff to save. Well, the first thing I want to point out is when you have less clothes, especially for children who are a little bit older, three, four, five, six, up to 10 or 12, if you have less clothing, it usually gets worn out more quickly. So there's less to pass on in between children and you have less to store. Now, you might think that that's crazy. I don't, I don't want to do that. But the, the truth is, in the long run, that actually saves you money. So let's think about it. Let's say, let's say you have, you know, five shirts. Each shirt costs you $5. So that's $25 that you spent on the shirts. Let's say you had 10 shirts. That would have cost you $50. If the shirts are in a longer rotation, a 10-day rotation that they're being washed then they'll probably last a little bit longer. Um, and so at the end, when that child grows out of them, they'll still be in good enough condition to pass down to somebody else. But if you only have five shirts, the likelihood of passing any of those shirts down is much, much less because they're more likely to get holes, get ripped, be stained, or any kind of thing like that. And, and they won't be able to be passed down to... The next child and in my opinion that's better because if you have to save things in between child uh, okay so I spent $50 on the shirts which are probably still in good condition after six months of wear till they grow into the next size six months even a year they could still be in good condition and then I have to spend $10, $15 on the bin to hold the clothes to store them so I'm actually paying to store the clothes. Whereas if I would have just spent $25, I would have clothes at the end of the season that can't be passed down and I would just recycle them. So yes, there is a value to saving clothes that you already have, but when you actually have less, there isn't really anything to save. So, so let's really stop and consider for a few minutes, like, what are we actually spending on? Are we spending on because we saw a good deal and we're afraid that like the good deal is never going to come back? No, Hashem's always going to give us a good deal. Are we, are we spending because maybe our kids might need it and, and now it's cheaper and maybe they'll need it or I'll put this away for my next kid. But the thing is, is that you've laid out the money and the chances are that you'll not remember that it's there anyways. And so really you're just wasting the money. So in my opinion, it's better to spend a little bit less on fewer items, rotate the items more, wash them more, wear them out, use them up, than to buy more that doesn't get used up. Now, let's say you already have clothes that you are in good enough condition to pass down to another child. Uh, one lady told me that she had uh, children who are three and four sizes apart. Uh, this is an issue. You know, you have your, your big boy is 10, then you have two girls, and then you have a, a three-year-old boy. Okay, there's going to be some things that you want to save, some things that are worthwhile. I get it. You already spent the money on it. Tove, here's what I think you should do. Figure out a threshold number for you, whatever it is. You need five shirts in the week? Tove, five weekday shirts and, and, you know, or I guess six weekday shirts and a Shabbos shirt, whatever your threshold is. Is it seven shirts? Is it eight shirts? What is it? 
But let's be reasonable. No child ever needs to have 20 shirts. It's not a reasonable number. Uh, seven, eight, maybe 10, but I would cap it. Cap the number of things that you own. Um, I read a report that estimated that American households own more than 300,000 items in their home. That's a huge, huge number of items to own. Uh, and I think what we need to do to help us on our journey to organization is really consider the purchases that we're making. How much do we really need? Uh, what's going to get used? We don't want to waste money. So thinking about these things, what's my threshold number? Is it seven? Is it eight? I don't know. Whatever is a comfortable number for you, that's the number that we should focus on. Um, but how do we store what we already have that we know that we'll get use out of again? So there's a few things here. The first is, is that whatever we have that we're not using means that other people are investing money and resources into using things, into, into purchasing those things new. In my opinion, it's better to pass on. Somebody will always pass you back. Now, this may seem like uh, worrisome, but the truth is, is that Hashem gives us everything that we need. It's our job while we're here to be stewards of the earth, to protect the earth that Hashem gave us. It's a beautiful earth. I'm sitting out here looking at the yam right now, and I, I'm, I feel so happy. I'm looking at the beautiful trees here in Israel, and I, I, I want to protect the earth. I, wanna, I want these things to be here for my grandkids. When we use up resources, and when we have resources that we don't share with other people, first of all, to me, this is not a Jewish value at all, but also uh, it's causing more resources to be used to create more and more clothing. Uh, so, so let's consider that as we're storing. Can we pass this on to a friend who maybe can use it and then pass some of it back to us? Or maybe she'll pass back something else. Or maybe a different friend will pass on from her stuff. Okay, that's one option. If that's not something you're interested in doing, that's okay too. Um, in that situation, I prefer bins that come from the container store. Uh, they're really good. They have a locking lid and I, I like them a lot. Uh, I'm sorry, not the container store, the Bed Bath & Beyond ones. They're actually really, really great. They have a nice design in the lid where they can stack in on each other if you have the space for something like that. If you don't have the space for something like that, I suggest uh, vacuum bags. They're really great. You can also get them at Bed Bath, Bed Bath & Beyond. You can get them at Target. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them in any number of places. Uh, they're really great. They usually come in different sizes and they fit in more tight spaces. Um, the next question in relation to the clothing was, what's the best way to store them? The, what I like to do is I like to store them uh, separately for boys and, and girls, and then I like to store them by size, uh, zero to three months, uh, three to six, six to nine, and then one year, two year, three year, four year, whatever it is. Uh, I mark the outside boxes with labels, uh, you know, boy, girl, and then the size, but I don't like to separate the types of items. I don't like to store them like every single skirt from size four until 10 in one bin, every size pant from in one bin, uh, you know, from size 4 to 10. To me, uh, that's really overwhelming. Now, for some people, storing things by category might be more efficient in the space that they have. So pants, pajamas, uh, dresses, skirts, shirts, whatever. But I actually think that there's more room for things to get lost and overlooked if you sort it that way versus if it's already pre-sorted 
um, into sizes. Now, a disclaimer to that is that if you're going to save in between kits, really be ruthless. Pick the very, very best clothing. <laughs> Do not save things that are stained, things that are ripped. Recycle those right away. Don't even bother wasting your space, you know, doing that. If you couldn't get a stain out, uh, then get rid of it. It will increase in its size and its color uh, if you leave it over time. It's, it, it won't be wearable and you've saved it for nothing and you've, invest in a, you've invested in a storage system for nothing if you save it. Also, when you're storing pieces, consider um, the amount you're storing. So, for example, if you're storing things from someone who's 10 till someone who's 3, pick the best pieces and pick up to a maximum of, of you know, one outfit per week. After the age of three, kids are changing their clothes much less frequently, especially once they're toilet trained. Um, it's, it's just they don't really need more than one outfit every day. And also, it, once you have several children, you really are doing the laundry more frequently. You really don't need to add to the folding. Uh, the truth is, is <laughs> my house, we have so much less. Sometimes I, by the time I get the laundry done, uh, the kids, they need their clothes so bad, I don't even have to fold them. They just pull them right out of the dryer because <laughs> they need them. Uh, you know, so like having less actually is a better solution with clothes. It helps and it really teaches kids how to be organized. It teaches kids to be happy with less. Um, it doesn't, having less does not mean that, you know, you, you don't have the money for more. Having less is an actual choice. It would be better to invest in a little bit better quality shirts or pants. Um, I actually love buying my kids clothes from Land's End. The Shabbos pants are really great. They have a reinforced knee and my boys, like they're, these pants are indestructible. <laughs> they're really, really great and I actually pass them on all the time. And for me, it's worthwhile to spend a little bit more to make sure the pant will last them the whole season and I haven't, uh, you know, wasted my money. So, so for example, the boys' pants at Land's End, I think they cost uh, $25. Um, sure, I could walk into someplace cheaper and get them for 10 or 15 but I probably have to go there and buy it a few times. With Land's End, I only buy it once. So let's also think about the type of clothes that we're purchasing for our kids. If we're buying less, okay, then let's buy a little bit of a better quality so that it will, it will make sure to last for a whole year. And for some kids who don't grow as fast, small kids or uh, just kids who aren't as growing as fast as others, um, the actual little extra investment uh, will actually help us in the long run. Let's not forget that even if we're stay-at-home moms, um, our time is worth something. Uh, how much time do we spend running or getting a taxi? If we're, if we're not driving ourselves, if we're taking a taxi, how much does a taxi cost us to go to the store? or the bus, or, and how much time did it take us to, to do that chore? Our time is also worth something. So if you invest a little bit in a better quality clothes, this is good not only because it will last you longer, but it contributes to better working conditions for people who are actually creating the clothes, which is also really important. Um, 
because how would we feel if that was our child working in a factory? You know, we wouldn't want our children to work in a factory. Anyways, this is off topic. So let's back up, uh, back to clothing. So to wrap up about the clothing, um, in my opinion, it's better to have less clothing. It's better to buy uh, the best quality you can afford in a smaller number. You should pick a target number of clothes that you need, ideally between seven and nine for the week, uh, plus two Shabbos outfits. Um, and also limit the shoes. We didn't talk about the shoes, but definitely kids don't need more than two pairs of shoes. A Shabbos shoe, a weekday shoe, maybe a sneaker um, if they're doing sports. Um, so, so yeah, so let's limit the number of shoes. Um, and as far as saving, we're going to save grouped by gender, grouped by size, and um, we're only going to save the very, very best things in, in between. Now, um, Bela also asked me about craft supplies. Now, craft supplies are like, wow, that's a big, <laughs> craft supplies are also another big, big problem for people. Um, so um, let's talk about them. I really like to organize my craft supplies in uh, these rolling drawers that I got from Michaels. Uh, they're not the best quality, so I, I don't love that. But what I do love about them is that the drawers are actually the right size. They, I have one drawer, like it holds pens, one's for, one's for pencils, one's for crayons, one's for paper, um, and I keep it sorted, and it's all in one central location. The kids know when they need a craft supply, they can go to this one shelving system and basically find what, what they need. The outside is labeled with words. My kids can read, so labeling the outside with, with you know, words is fine. Uh, if your kids can't read, you can be creative and make some fancy uh, image stickers, you know, a picture of glue, a picture of scissors. Um, sometimes I put like item, I mean all the time, I group like items together. So in the same drawer that I have the pencils, I also have the erasers and the pencil sharpeners. Uh, in the same drawer that I have um, pens, I'll probably put the white out um, or, you know, some sort of something like that. Uh, if I have glue, I'll keep all the types of glue that I have. The Elmer's glue in one, the glue sticks in, in, in there also. Um, if I have any specialty glues for a project that they did that was more needed something stronger, then I'll keep that in there too. Um, for example, scissors. Scissors I keep with rulers because, uh, you know, they're all like sort of more on the supply-ish side. I keep calculators in with the rulers and the scissors. Um, this is more like gear. Uh, markers I keep in their own uh, drawer, but um, yeah, I mean, think about the steps of, of organization. So, for example, you want to always store like items together. This will ensure that you always know where everything is, even if it's sort of like maybe out of a little place a little bit, you can know that it's in the general area. Um, so storing like items together is really key. Um, and the other important thing about organization is, um, you know, not having too much. Again, we're having the same thing. Uh, if you have four kids who are the same age, similar ages, you know, let's say age four to eight, um, and you need markers, Tove, you need markers, but like how many markers do you really need? Okay, one pack for, for four kids is probably not enough, but two packs, do you need 10 packs? 
I don't think you need 10 packs. So, so let's also consider like what we have, um, in terms of how we, how we arrange it. Like maybe sometimes, uh, you do need more space for markers than for colored pencils because those come in a set of 10, but markers come in a set of 40, you know, but the, the thing about the, the, um, drawers that I got at Michael's is they're great because they, um, they are different colors. They also have one that comes in a clear set and they have either a single line, which I believe has eight drawers, or they have a double line, which has 16 drawers. So if you have a little bit more kids, uh, you can, uh, or you need a little more space. If maybe you have a kid who's really, really artistic, you can, um, uh, have a little more space for them to store their supplies. Um, so that's it for today. If I didn't get to your question this week, um, don't worry. Uh, if you've left me a voicemail and I haven't covered it, I, I know that you've left it for me and I will try to, um, uh, get to it on my next, uh, lecture. And, um, if you haven't left me a voicemail and you have a burning organizational question, let me know if I have answered your question today, but you still need more details, please also let me know. And what I would really love to hear from everybody is, are you guys interested in a live, um, session with me like maybe once a month. Um, if this is something that you're interested in, please, you know, leave that on the voicemail. Um, I also want to know if you um, are interested in uh, sending me individual pictures of a problem area that you have. If you are, I'll set up a separate number that you can text me the pictures to. Um, so also send me feedback in, in, in the voicemail if that's something that interests you. Um, as always, I want you to remember, Hashem keeps you organized. Uh, you can do this. It's a journey. It's a process. It takes time. Um, and I'm, I'm here to help you. So, like I said, dial me in and, uh, and uh, leave me a voicemail. I'm, I'm excited to hear from you all. Uh, have an organized week. Speak to you soon. Bye.